Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre! Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name Peter Rosenberg, joined by, as always, the, the seemingly very busy lawyer, stat guy, Greg. How are you, SGG? I'm doing great. I'm seemingly busy, though. You're seeming you. Well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. A, I am busy, though, today. Um, I'm done. I'm done with my show for tonight, which don't forget to watch. If you're hearing this on Thursday, open late. It comes out uh, 10 o'clock. YouTube.com slash complex. This is a very strong episode. You can imagine when there's a good amount of opinions this week. I had, I got Ebro on my panel. I got to sit down with little Yachty. Um, it's a uh, plus a rap music playing beats. It's pretty dope. So check that out tonight. SGG. Um, it's kind of hard to decide where we most want to go. I mean, it seems like we'll, we'll start outside the ring, but it seems like we got to get to some preview for what has become a pretty significant event in the greatest Royal rumble, the GRR, <laughs> if you will. But SGG, why don't you tell me what's going on outside well, um... the ring? I don't know if we spoke about this last week, but if you're living under a rock, um, that that wrestling wedding that we were promised last year is not going down. Apparently, uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella yes have decided to part ways uh, romantically. Although they sound like they're going to remain friends, um, there will not be a wrestling wedding taking place. Well, it already had the wrestling wedding finish without the wedding itself. <laughs> right, the dusty finish, the cinch. Oh. <laughs> there was a dusty finish, um, but um, it was I, – I, I can't say I was shocked. Uh, but this is not based on r- zero. This is based on zero personal information. But I don't know, man. John Cena to me, there's so, there is something about John Cena that does seem like at this point lifetime bachelor. Yeah. Even though he was, even though he was married for a very long time, she seems like I don't know. That's listen. I'm 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 being totally just worked here from watching the TV show, right? From the pieces you <laughs> Aren't see. Aren't we all of, though? Like that's all we get the, of John Cena. Total divas and total bellas. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, everyone knows I'm I'm buddies with Nicole. I'm a big fan of Nikki and Brie. Really don't talk to her very much about a relationship, so I don't know that much. I she always seemed head over heels. That's all I could ever tell. Um, so, but it's a bummer, man. Um, and I hope that Nikki's doing well. Uh, I hope John's doing well as well. And he, we, he has a very interesting match, in my opinion, to talk about on the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, what else we got, so SGG? In, I don't think we spoke about this yet either, too. The Rock had his uh, his daughter. Well, he didn't have the daughter, but uh, he welcomed a new baby to the world um, a couple of days ago. I'm sure everybody's seen the the picture floating around Instagram with The Rock in the hospital bed with his shirt off and his daughter on his chest. I don't know why he needed his shirt off, uh, but I guess The Rock just doesn't like shirts. But still, welcome to the world, um, Tiana Gia Johnson. The Rock doesn't need shirts. No, he he, he absolutely does need shirts. The Rock's living his best life. He does need shirts. Do you know how that makes the rest of us no. feel to see The Rock walking around with his shirt off? But you, but you're just as physically strong still, as The Rock. Still, everybody has their insecurities and different things that bring them out. You know. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, this just in big moment, mage moment on GP. SGG admitting to be to being insecure, at least standing yes. nude next to The yes. Rock. One thousand percent. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that was groundbreaking to the to the listening audience. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna find that at all shocking or. Uh, you know, otherwise new information. See, I disagree. I disagree because of how physically strong you are. Well, no, it doesn't take away from my, my strength, but I mean, you know, it's the rock. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the perspective, the, the, the a perspective match between you two on a different date. Anything else worth note outside the ring SGG? And yeah, Zack Ryder apparently, um, Injured his knee at a a taping of a main event, I believe. 
Yeah, I saw that, man. Nothing worse than getting injured on uh, taping a main event. Yeah, I did not did not know that that still went down. To be honest. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Yesterday, though, um, that's that sucks. By the way, Zach Ryder is so underratedly huge. Well, yeah, he's a gym rat, though, right? Like that dude is jacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a super gym rat, and you get to see it. He's a monster. Which is a shame. The way his whole career has went gone down is a shame. It's been like a lot of, uh, it's been very hot and cold. I'd say like hot start coming out with Edge and uh, Kurt Hawkins as the Edge heads, and then cooled off a little bit, and then they heated up again um, because of what he was doing on YouTube. Cooled off a little bit again, and then you know heated up after WrestleMania when he won the Intercontinental Championship cooled off immediately the next night and just like hype bros no hype bros not a lot of people know this also but Zack Ryder went on a um, 12 hour Twitter rant yesterday in which he announced he was firing all of his management and uh, took a picture in a uh, make America great again hat and he oh wait I'm sorry you know what I have my stories no that's not Zack Ryder not Zack Ryder I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I completely got that wrong. I want to apologize to Zack Ryder. That is not what he did yesterday. In fact, I'm pretty, well, I guess he's no longer going to Saudi Arabia, huh? Well, he's injured, right? So, like. Yo, Saudi Arabia looks so hot. Mark Henry sent me some video. It literally, video of him just standing the hot, there. Like, heat-wise, not like, like actual temperatures, right? Oh, I, I disagree, SGG. It is going to be heating up tomorrow. But yes, I mean the actual temperature. I mean the actual temperature. It looks friggin' hot. Oh, man. Actual really hot. Um, all right, anything else outside the ring, SGG? Um, that's, that's all I got over here. All right. Um, I don't have anything outside the ring, SGG. I just want to get to the, to this card. And this week's Raw and SmackDown, first of all, it's been a blur this week, SGG. I, what, what's, what's the number one thing you were like, oh, I need to talk about that on GP this week when you watch Raw? The number one thing from Raw, you know what, I'm not gonna lie, I don't feel like Raw had too many standout moments, um, for me. My eye was really towards SmackDown and what would happen with, um, with the Miz and and uh, Daniel Bryan, which we'll get to later, but Raw for me didn't really have too many standouts. There were some entertaining moments, you know. Um, the Kevin and Sammy show with Kurt Angle was pretty entertaining, but that didn't really lead to anything besides, you know, the announcement of a tag match and um, the announcement that you know some more names had been added to the Royal Rumble. So it was pretty standard. It was entertaining, but pretty standard. But nothing that had me like, you know, jumping out of my seat like, oh, my God, I need to talk about this. Nothing that stirred my passions, I should say. You know, I just read something here, SUG, when it comes to going back outside the ring for a second, since you gave us absolutely nothing on Raw. Thanks for nothing. Um, It says John Cena was interviewed. At CinemaCon in Las Vegas, and he spoke with Access Hollywood, I guess, or Access, whatever, I don't know what the hell the show is. And when asked about his, how he's doing, he said, I'm not doing well. I love Nicole and we're not together. And then he said, on many occasions, that's what living your life in the public eye is. You have to take the good with the bad. The thing about doing these events, everybody's like, oh, life's great. You're doing all this stuff. Everybody's got problems. Cena added, it sucks. I love her and I missed her, but that's that. Listen, this is speculation as a fan. To me, that sounds like it's all story and they get back together. What do you think? That would be crazy, though. Like, if it's all story and they get back together. But I honestly don't know. I would. It's not doable, though? It is doable. I mean, like. It's totally doable. Like, people, people have this amazing thing of suspending disbelief with wrestlers. Like, and they're double wrestlers because they're wrestlers who do a reality show. And reality shows are already the fakest TV ever made. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's the society that we live in that, like, something happens and the first, your first thought is, 
where's the angle? Um, even last year, that though, is, too. That's like, the world we live in in general. Yeah, no, nah, it's outside of wrestling. Like, um, when people look at Conor McGregor and his antics, that you know, there's a strong segment of people that are like, oh, it's a work, and this is what the real thing that's going on is or like when donald trump tweets people are saying like that's a distraction and this is what's really going on same thing with kanye west like right it's trolling like don't you know don't believe what's right in front of you but um but so let alone in entertainment there especially with reality shows i'll say this with people who are on reality shows i think it's more reasonable right to have that thought and not not only it's reasonable to have the thought no matter what it's more reasonable for that to be the actual reason. Like I like you have to be less mad, you know what I'm saying, about that if they actually are doing it for a specific reality show. You kind of get it. Especially cuz they're not hurting anyone, it's their own breakup. Um but when I hear him being that open about it, I don't know. It it, it just that sort of it just triggered something in me that went, "Oh, they're going to get back together." It does sound like the most open he's ever been about it too though, like it, you know, I'm not doing well. I don't, you tell, you tell us cheap heat universe, uh, on Twitter at Rosenberg radio at stack guy, Greg, or email me on that Rosenberg beats at Gmail. But to me, I don't know if you even care. I don't know. Most, most people I'm sure do not care. Um, obviously a lot of people out there watch the show, but our viewers, our listeners of this show, I don't know how many of you guys have ever expressed interest in discussing the personal lives of John and Nikki, but, um, all right. When we talk about raw SGG, let's talk about. The opening and the the package, the Bruno San Martino package that they ran, really to me, a couple things stood out to me. Number one, it appeared as if Triple Triple H's interview was like new and as if he had tears in his eyes, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, I'd say that for Triple H and and Vince, um, they both they both look a little teary eyed and. Same thing. Like I was, I was trying to analyze because I know when um, when Bruno came back for the Hall of Fame, Triple H had already had his buzz cut. So, you know, that's been Triple H's look since Bruno came back. So we, looking at his hair and like the everything like that is not going to tell you when that interview is from. But like you said, the tears in his eyes um, led me to believe that. This was a fairly new and like fresh commentary that we were getting from Triple H. And then when it came around to Vince and it was the same thing, like that's what like um sealed the deal for me that we got um we got their thoughts on the matter. Well like, and they and they both okay, so obviously we know we talked about this last week. I think Triple H was a big part of Bruno's making things right with WWE, so he had a lot of personal contact with them. Triple H that is. And then you know, Vince, I think Vince is at an age now where anything that ties back to his his father is especially difficult. I think that's why we saw the I think that's why we saw the tears in the Andre documentary. And I think it's why you saw the, the his eyes in talking about Bruno San Martino. And I think it's why you saw just how I mean, Greg, that might have been like Almost the highest level tribute we've ever seen to start a show. And by the way, by the way, not that it's not worthy. He, he may be the most important WWE superstar. Well, hold on. Wait for this. Wait for this. He might, him and Andre, but you could argue him. You could argue he's the most important WWE superstar who's ever passed away. Could you argue it's, that? You really can. Like, you can, right? Because um, like you say, WWE is based out of New York. He carried them on their So it's, re- it's reasonable. It, over a decade? Exactly. And, and, and right. I mean, you're talking about, bro, it was 11 years of, of the title. Yeah. 4,000 days. So the idea that he would get what we maybe the most touching and, and detailed opening tribute of all time, um, that doesn't, that seems totally reasonable. Um, I thought it was well done. I really enjoyed the video. Uh, 10 bell salute. 
all of it. I thought it was a, a nice start. Also early on in Raw, something that I enjoyed was seeing Elias get a win. That, it's nice. That doesn't always happen. I've seen Elias get wins. You know why? Because, no, it doesn't always happen. And guess what? Elias is huge and talented and over and great in the ring and should win wrestling matches every once in a while. That's just me. I'm not booking, but that's how I see it. That guy is awesome. So it was just a little roll up over Bobby Roode, but guess what? I will take it. And I believe that the Bobby Roode Elias story is a nice little thing that could help with both of them. You agree? Yeah, 100%. Um, cause Elias is, regardless of what was happening with him in NXT, he is a major star up here on the main roster. Like, and, um, and Bobby Roode too. And, you know, people say that Bobby Roode's character needs some tweaks. Moving him to Raw though was perfect because he gets fresh competition. Um, he was getting a little bit stale over there on SmackDown. But yeah, I agree. Bobby Roode and, and Elias is something that's good for both of them. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me, let me move on to some other things on Raw. We have, uh, we have Lesnar. Um, uh, we have Lesnar, Heyman, Reigns. Did we get anything new from? No. Lesnar, Heyman, Reigns. No, we absolutely did not. Which is uh, unfortunate, but at the same time, um, what can they really do? They've painted themselves in the corner. They only had a few options. And uh, they've exhausted all of them, really. So anything so they do going forward is going to be repetitive. I'm so curious about what their match looks like. I really, really am. I'm just curious to what it looks like. A, because it's, I'm assuming the end of the story. B, because they're, they, they're in Saudi Arabia for the first time. You know, we have no idea what the crowd is going to be like and how they, dude, they could be surprised. They could show up there in the crowd, Kabu Roman Reigns. We don't know. <laughs> this is so true. I'd be shocked we, if that happens, but we, but by the way, there's a chance the crowd cheers no one. No, there's like, there's a chance that this this show's five hours long. There's a chance the crowd's worn out again. Nah, this crowd, man, like, don't they play cricket over there? Like, they they are in for the, some long sporting events. You know what? That's a good point. Cricket. If you can survive three days of cricket, what's a five hours yeah. of WWE? Five hours of wrestling is nothing if you can survive three days of cricket. I will say this though. Um, I was entertained by Bo Dallas and Me Curtis too. Axel sort of trying to find their way. Um, that was old school. I like that. Yeah, that was. I, I, I hope this this doesn't necessarily lead to them linking up with somebody else. I hope this leads to them realizing that they don't need to do that and that they, you know, they rise together. Um, Flips because these I, are like two third generation stars, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they 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 got it. they got this, um, and I think if they use Finn and Seth to elevate them a little bit, that'd be, you know, it might suck a little bit for Finn and Seth, but it'd be great for for Bo and Curtis Axel. I um, I don't mind that idea either. I'll tell you what I did not like is Jinder Mahal losing to Chad Gable. He lost. I thought he won. I thought he beat Chad Gable. No. Oh my goodness! Gender, gender is being hindered. Gender is being hindered. He should, he should not have lost to Chad Gable. Although Chad Gable, I, I'm not gonna lie, he's a phenomenal. He rolled him up. Phenomenal wrestler. Oh, he's great. I'm a big Gable fan, and he's more funny and nope. entertaining than you realized at first. But that's not my concern. I just, I thought Gender was about to. I'm not ready to give up and completely hinder Gender. I'm not ready. Same. I'm not ready either. Like, I think he's got a lot. Left to offer whether or not the fans um, are ready for it and like are accepting it with open arms and taking him in like a family. But I think he's I think he's good for the product, man. I don't want to see Jinder go away. And I definitely don't want to see him job out on on Raw of all places. What 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 match is he in at the GRR? He is in 
the United States Championship match, I believe, um, with Jeff Hardy. Cross brand, huh? His his rematch, his, his championship. Um, that's the confusing thing for me about the GRR, though. Like, because uh, Samoa Joe um, is a part of that ladder match with Seth Rollins, where the you know the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I think it's Joe Rollins, Miz, and Finn, if I'm not mistaken. But like Joe is on the other show, so you know these ta- these championships could switch shows again. Even though the the superstars have the chips have fallen where they will on the superstars, the the titles they could still be a little mini shakeup going there. Yeah, I find that very odd as well. Like it just seems like. I can't tell whether they're like double tricking us or if someone just actually didn't think about this. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the bar, right? Is a now a SmackDown, a SmackDown team, but they're in the match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And they've already established that championships can switch brands. So like are the Raw Tag Team Championships anchored to Raw? Like if the bar wins, do they go back to Raw? Or are the Raw Tag Team Championships going to be defended on SmackDown because the ball wins if they win? Yeah, because I'll be honest, that doesn't make a lot of sense. They show up on Tuesday with red championships when everything else is color coordinated. Just, <laughs> it's weird. It's oh, true. It could my happen. God, those belts don't match. <laughs> exactly. You have two sets of tag team champs on one show. By God, he's got unmatching titles. Those titles don't match a thing. So, yeah, no, but I do think it's kind of weird. I mean, because they're called the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's just a little little strange. But in a weird way, it's one of those things that, you know, I dig. I dig sort of weird things like uh, you. everyone knows I love watching old house shows on the network where you see people having matches that you don't remember ever having a feud. Like, I, I do enjoy, I just enjoy randomness every once in a while, as opposed to stuff that's just completely part of a story. I like when you can go back and look at something later and say, whoa, what was going on then? I don't even remember how they had a matchup. That's really weird. Whatever it may be. So, I do think there's some upside to it. I just think it's... um some of the moves seem maybe a little short-sighted or like they were just weren't really fully put together. Um, all right, before we go to GRR, um, SGG, we never really talked about Bobby Lashley very much. And if you, if you, Stack Guy Greg, king of the black power rankings, was not excited to spend much time on, on Bobby Lashley, what does that say about Bobby Lashley's return? Yeah, I mean, I it, I don't know. It, I can't say that it says anything good to me, but at the same time, I can say that I'll be open-minded about it. Um, I wasn't excited about him when he was around the first time, and I do know that in TNA, he, um, he reinvented himself a little bit, although I didn't really pay too much attention to him over there either. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable the shots you're laying against the Dominator. Bobby Lashley. I, I hope he doesn't hear this. He probably won't. But even still, like, I just, I was just never really a huge fan of his. So, um, he's back and I'm going to keep an open mind about it. So he has time to win me over, um, and win people over. But that's the other thing too. I mean, I feel like it's been so long since he's been gone that he, he needs to be reintroduced to, um, this new audience. I just because listen. he wasn't around that long, and then he'd left, and then he popped back up. So it's not going to be like a Kurt Angle type of situation where like people have been waiting for the legend to come back, or like you know people who go on these long hiatuses and then come back. This is just it's just Bobby Lashley. He's got to. I'm not saying he got to start from the ground up, but like even Shelton Benjamin got like a little, um, not a video package, but they they threw up a vignette. 
and uh, was like, you know, Shelton Benjamin's going to return to Stopographic. So it got people curious about Shelton Benjamin. If you want to look him up. It was or, weird, like, though. That discussion. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, and for the record, if you're a black superstar and you make it to Raw and SGG is not excited about you, you got there's some things to talk about. OK, let's just be honest. You know, you. Yeah, I mean, to, it, yeah. To black superstars, you could say about SGG, it's like back in the day with they said once you lose Cronkite, you lose America. If you lose, if you lose SUG, you lose the black power rankings. I mean, you, you lose everything. For so, sure, like, for sure. So, there are some issues there that we have to address when it comes to Lashley. Um, and, uh, I thought when I watched them tag together this week, I had this moment, Braun and Bobby, I was like, man, if they were gonna end up not doing anything with the Nicholas thing anyway, why didn't they just make Lashley his surprise tag partner at WrestleMania? True. True. Right? Well, what's the upside? If, if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to keep it going as this thing where he defends it with a child, you're just trying to have a moment. Don't you think the moment would have been – and they just absolutely dominated the bar. Don't you think the moment would have been bigger – and and maybe lastly, the, on the next day on Monday would have felt bigger the day after WrestleMania. I do think so. I mean, uh, like it didn't even have to be Lashley. And they are they are kind of they're a little fun together because they're both so ridiculously powerful. Yeah, you know that's but that's the other thing too. Like they don't they There's don't look like they mesh there. well. And I'm tired of these like mashup teams, man. Like I need teams with names and gear. Not saying that Braun had to change his gear, but like. Or his partner even has to start dressing like him. But there had to be some type of cohesion. Which is why we were sort of into the Nicholas thing. Well, we don't... I really enjoyed... Um, I enjoy the spot where Braun runs around the ring in circles and knocks you over every time he gets to you. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Poor, poor KO, man. <laughs> well, guess what? I didn't feel bad. I enjoyed it. I liked each one. I liked each one better than the last one. <laughs> Seeing KO knocked silly. It was unbelievable. I really, that's why I love that Braun Strowman. He's a good man. Great guy, Braun Strowman. Um, all right. So, uh. But yeah, I'm not excited about Bobby Lashley. All right, well, I'm, I'm hoping he can do something to make the character more interesting, but that, you know, I'll be honest. I wasn't a huge fan his first time around. Nothing personal. Great athlete. Um, I see why they think he should be great. Um, you know, listen, it sounds, so ridiculously obvious, but like the charisma is just a, a bit of an issue, right? I mean, that's, you know, talent wise, that's not the problem. But even look wise, he looks almost too much like an athlete in terms of like, he's so big and his outfit is just like, his outfit's just like wrestling gear, you know, or like trunks. I just, there's not character. It's not even just personal charisma. Yeah. The character doesn't have anything. And I'll say this too. Like the first time around, what struck me about Bobby Lashley was like maybe not his ring style and his work, but the way he was presented was too much like Brock Lesnar. It's just like, it's like, okay, Brock Lesnar left. And so then they had to do all these things to try and not. Not erase Brock, but make you sort of forget about Brock. Um, he had his same entrance at one point with like the hopping under the ring and then the pyro going off. It was like, it was so weird, but it was like unnecessary to me when he could have just been his own thing. And maybe that's it too, like why he didn't connect with me back then. Cause he was in the shadow of Brock and then, but he just wasn't Brock. So it's just like this dude who's here. Um, but Brock is there now, so he has a chance now to be his own character and do his own thing. But it, it still has to be more than, like, strongman because they have a lot of those, too. I'll tell you one thing that I know did make you happy and made the Black Power Rankings happy. I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, on SmackDown, not only did Shelton Benjamin beat Randy Orton. Talk about it. Okay. But on top of that. You also had Jimmy Uso getting the win over Eric Rowan. Now, even though I believe you leave the Usos out of the Black Power rankings and it's offensive, 
still had to make you happy as a Usos fan. But before we get to that, SGG, um, do you like the idea, and do we believe that where things are going to go on SmackDown is Big Cass as the Miz's muscle? I do. I do, because I don't think Cass is ready to go go out on his own. Um, and, I, you know, they got to stop putting mics in people's hands that are not ready for it, like... I'm not. I don't know if Cass is not ready for it, or if it's the writers, or who's to blame. But like that promo on Monday was so weird. Like it was so weird. Um, it started off with him saying that he hated Daniel Bryan because he was so beloved, and like he was also injured too, and nobody cared about him. But then when he started going into how he used to be short. And he got bullied, and then when he got tired of being bullies, he made himself grow to be seven feet, and then now he picks on Daniel Bryan because he's short, because he's a bully now. It's just all felt off to me. I don't know. I don't know how that came across to you, but it was weird to me. But him, but the Miz being the, him being the roadblock between the Miz and Daniel Bryan, though, I think, I think it's great, especially if that gives Miz the opportunity to do more of the talking forecasts. Well, here's the thing. It's uh, it's two things. It's I, I didn't feel as strongly about it being weird, but I, I don't know. Maybe I have an affinity and don't dislike Cass on the mic as much as some people. But what I like about it is, yes, it's a roadblock, well said, between that keeps Daniel Bryan and the Miz apart for a while because that needs time. And then I like that by just showing Daniel Bryan beat, beat up, it was a call back to the Enzo and Cass thing. Yep. So I, I enjoy that. Little, little, little nod to something that's already happened. And let's be honest. Big Cass is one of those dudes who Daniel Bryan getting his mojo back, him beating Big Cass will look great. Yeah, exactly. Because that they made a career out of these David and Goliath stories with Daniel Bryan. So, like you said, um, him knocking off Big Cass would be perfect for him on on this road to like reestablishing who he is and and why everybody loves him so much. Especially because um, he can go and he can beat anybody on the roster, but his his biggest strength and what made him a draw was that he was the ultimate underdog. So you got to go back to what. What brought you to the dance and put him in these underdog positions? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Get people geared up. Get people reacquaint them with like that feeling that Daniel Bryan gives them. Um, and I think that is exactly what they'll get there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I was, I was, I, I, I was happy to see Jimmy Uso get a win, not just because I'm, as big a fanboy as Sakai Greg, and I literally root and hope that people win or lose. But I, I, I want that story. I, I just the Bludgeon Brothers. Eventually, you'll just be doing a disservice to the Bludgeon Brothers. They got they. Everyone has to like start having this mean something. The Usos have been too good to just be guys who just get run over by the Bludgeon Brothers. So now we have to find a way to utilize the Usos and turn this into a story. And by Naomi coming out and distracting, it was a little bit of a weird way to do it. But I like that we are starting to see maybe something happen that evens the score and allows us to get a real sort of story between the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Naomi, the way the distraction was executed was very weird. But I do like... Um, the acknowledgement that this is her husband, like not that they can't handle themselves, but it sells you on the danger of, um, of the bludgeon brothers too, because when they were feuding with the, the new day and all these other tag teams, um, Jimmy and Jay took their licks and they owe me just let it, let it be. But it sort of in the back of your head tells you that the bludgeon brothers are on another level of dangerous, um, whether you've seen it or not, whether you feel like the mallets are cartoonish or not, Naomi's reaction to to them establishes them as like 
a real threat to not him as a wrestler, but him as like a person, as a husband, as a father, like, and then that pulls you in for the dangers surrounding them in the ring. Yeah, I agree. It just, it, it, it deepens everything. It gives everyone a little bit more range, um, and makes it a stronger division. I will tell you what though, SmackDown did do well with this, with this draft or this, uh, shakeup. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff there. And by the way, shout out to the Iconics, who I think are really, man, the Iconics really seemed like big league right when they showed up, at least on the mic. Yeah, definitely on the mic. And and in the ring too, I think they'll prove to be that um cuz they beat on they beat the crap out of Charlotte. Yeah, they've been solid in ring too. I I really shout out to Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. It's been a it's been a good start for them on SmackDown. Very very impressed. Had not thought about them yet for main roster really, even though obviously that's where they were going to go. But they have been great on SmackDown. I also enjoyed Carmella making everyone watch her celebration video again, particularly because her celebration. <laughs> I did too. Particularly because her celebration video has no wrestling in it. <laughs> <laughs> her well, highlight video, video is just great, her man. talking, dancing, and celebrating and climbing the ladder. Yeah, I, I popped for it last week, and I popped for it again this week. Um, it really is great, and I like that. I don't, I don't know what song that is under it or where they found it, but I like how um, it just goes me, 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 me. <laughs> Wait, why doesn't she have a? I feel like Carmella should have a finish where she does a moonwalk and then stops and does like a standing backflip. What are your thoughts? Can she execute the backflip? Because if she can't, then it's not going to work. But if she can, that would be mage. Yeah, uh, maybe she can't. I, I I do not really know her level of athleticism. I know she's not a – we know she's not an unbelievable athlete. But I feel like that's something she could potentially learn. Um, and I like the idea. Yeah, that- even if it's like a – like an elbow drop or like a leg, like a leg drop or something, something, you know, even if it's rem- reminiscent of, uh, the five knuckle shuckle or the people's elbow. Like, that's what I mean. She like, I, she, I like that idea. She uses, I like that idea. Yeah, she uses the moonwalk. And even if she then like rolls back on her hands and drops into an elbow or something, could be cool. So, but shout out to, to Mella. It was a celebration for sure. So SGG, do you have plans tomorrow? Are you in New York or Philly tomorrow? I'm in Philly tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, in the office all day, an office over here, but I'm going to probably try to jump in and out for this greatest Royal Rumble because, like, it's the greatest one. <laughs> there have been other Royal Rumbles, but this one is the greatest. got to watch it. I really hate that I have to go to work at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Like, it should be a holiday, I believe, for me. Um, and But I might go pop into Legends. Uh, if you're in New York, yep, I like wrestling. They're having a party at Legends, which I think is going to be fun. A middle, a daytime one sounds awesome, right? Yeah, a wrestling day party. Like I'm, I'm kind of about that. <laughs> no, that does sound major. When I saw that they were doing it for the for the Greatest Royal Rumble, like live as it's going on, I was like, okay, they don't play. They don't play. So like, and my thing is this: they really are about that life. I have something tomorrow at. 12 or 12 15 and then i but it's only going to be like 15 minutes and it's in midtown and then i don't have to work until three so i feel like at least i'm at least going to go in for like 90 minutes yeah and then i'll watch the rest of it later um i had a great conversation yesterday with andrew goldstein about how this um could this be, I'll ask you right now, and I asked the Cheap Heat Peckerhead universe, is this the last time we will see John Cena versus Triple H? You know, it should be. It should be. It very well could be. And we, we all know Triple H, Triple H is down to probably his last handful of matches. Right. And they're usually at WrestleMania. Yep, which is why you got to keep them special. And him and Cena already have WrestleMania history. I doubt they'll do it there again. 
Yeah, they don't need they don't need to. They don't need to unless John Cena pops up next year and is like, you know what? I have I don't have a path to WrestleMania. Last year I called out the Undertaker. This year I'm calling out Triple H. And Triple H threatens him with his yeah, job. Yeah, I know he can get me a match. I know he can get us a match. Yeah, he. But then like he can't just do it like he did this year. Triple H would have to threaten his job and say, you know, if you if you lose, you're gone. Like I'm not gonna do this with you every year. I'll be down for that. But um, no, you're right. I do think this could be the last time we see them one on one. So uh, I'll play the game that I play on my show on Open Late, Major Mage Repug. This match, Major Mage Repug. Major, um, Major, absolutely. It's gonna be. Listen, they have they have good chemistry. Um, it was actually Triple H versus John Cena, their WrestleMania 22 match that kind of um, got me in on both of them because Triple H, you know, at that time he had his reign of terror going on and people were saying, myself included, that most of his success was due to his relationship with Stephanie, but um, John Cena was also on the rise and people felt like they had seen enough. So, and I was also one of those people. So them having their feud at WrestleMania for the championship forced me to choose and uh and I chose Triple H but um I did walk away with it with a new respect for John Cena and since then they both have proven um myself and everybody else wrong and you know the fact that they've established their greatness and I don't see how they can have a bad match they're going to get enough time and it's going to be I won't say one for the ages, but it will be one that does not disappoint. Very interesting cover to the poster of Greatest Royal Rumble. The number one face in the middle of the whole thing. So if you're wondering, you know, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, who is the most important person for them to market internationally? At least in this part of the world where they're going for the first time. Do you know who's dead center? Is it John Cena? That's right. John Cena is dead center. Next to John Cena is Roman Reigns. Of course, as it should be. On the other side of... On the other side of John Cena is Triple H. Next to Roman Reigns on the right is Braun Strowman. Above Braun Strowman, it is the New Day. Okay. Um, on the left of Cena, you have Triple H. And then above Triple H going up the side, AJ Styles. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, which may be the most surprising to me, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that is a shocker. That that Bray Bray is a a weird call. I could honestly see everybody else making that poster, but Bray is a weird call. And, and by and, the way, um, um, isn't Big Show on the card? Yes, I believe he's in the Rumble. Me too. If I'm not mistaken. You could have Big Show. You could have Mark Henry. You could have Chris Jericho. Um, you could have Jinder Mahal, but then does that mean they're pandering? I mean, I don't know. Jinder Mahal ain't Saudi. That's um, true, but yeah, that's true. All right. Um, so do I have the Royal Rumble? Entrance. Yes, I do. All right. Not all have been announced, though. Well, it's it's actually it's not that many. I think only twenty something have been announced. Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Apollo Cruz, Titus, Elias Goldust, Mojo Dolph, Baron Chad Gable, Big E, Kofi Xavier, Shelton Benjamin, Sin Cara, Jericho. Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Great Khali, Mark Henry. 
It's a very yo. It's it's gonna be very interesting to see just like who does what in a match this big, right? Like, how long does Shane McMahon last in this match? Who who does he end up having moments with? Obviously, he'll have something with KO and Zayn. Um, how, you know Jericho is gonna be in there for at least forty five minutes. Yeah, he has to. He's. I could see Jericho being the the workhorse of this match, or even Sammy. I could see Sammy also being the Iron Man here. Um, but here's my question though. What? So with so many spots still left open, where do you think the surprises come from? Um, Legends or NXT? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't know either. I feel like I can't really name too many legends who can probably... Maybe Booker T can still pop in for a Rumble appearance, but I don't know. Um, well, I was thinking about that because I don't know whether they're doing the kickoff show there or in Connecticut. If they're doing the, the kickoff show in uh, Saudi Arabia, who's on it? It's, it's JR... King, B- Booker. I thought Booker and King might be in it. I think they are doing it there as well, though, too, because um, if they weren't doing it there, then they could have uh, Renee or somebody on the broadcast. But because they're doing it there, it's probably why. Well, or somebody. <laughs> I hope you'd say me. <laughs> well, you got to work, man. You got to fly you to Jeddah. When you miss Hot 97, you're going to miss. This is the day. Like We need you today on Open Lake. But, but no, seriously, they could have women on the kickoff show if they were just broadcasting it in. But um, I think they're going to be live and in the arena, like trying to soak in the feel of the crowd, get everybody hyped on that kickoff show. I would not be surprised though if 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 Booker and 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 um, King made the trip. I bet they're both in. I mean, listen, fifty's a lot of people. Fifties, but that's only two spots, though. That doesn't even get us to thirty. I know that's the crazy part. And well, here's the big question: Hulk Hogan, yes or no? Will he appear? <sighs> My hope is no, but um, My mind's every time me I no. think that, yeah. But my markdom, my markdom. <laughs> it's true. Telling me yes, because I just hear Vince McMahon's voice in the back of my head say, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And it has, and it could again. So he could very well pop God up. God it, he'll show up in Saudi Arabia. Hulk Hogan will body slam. <coughs> oh, my voice doesn't have it today. It really, it hurt. I tried, and it, it really, my Vince has been good recently, and it that really, ow, that actually hurt. Um, I, I'm, I'm predicting yes, we will get. Hulkamania running wild, brother. And it's an interesting choice. Um, cause I, again, I know nothing about Saudi Arabian culture. Will, will people respond? Probably though. Like he, he has been, he's been mage, man. Like, and they hardly ever go over there. So like, you know, I'm sure there are people who remember Hulk Hogan and like would want to go not to see Hulk Hogan, but like, would pop if he popped up on a show. There, there has to be some. Um, by the way, there probably has to be some garbage entrance. Yeah. Like, let's not sleep. They're gonna be, they're gonna be ten, just like random, not exciting people. Also, like who? Like, well, you know, we don't need to name names. We don't need to do do that to people. But you might exactly. be right about that. I don't need, I don't need to be that guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, and and maybe there'll be a few cool NXT people. But I just don't know that it. If it feels worth it, because like NXT isn't popping the crowd live there at all. It depends on what they want this to be. You know, listen, the the word has come out now that this is a 10 year deal there, dude. 10 years. Yes. And what do they want this event to be? This year, the event is very random because the way it came up and the deal getting done next year, you have to think it's going to factor into the schedule a little bit more. You know? Yeah. Like, I would think next year, 
if they if they if I don't know if it's be called the same thing, but whatever. What they do next year, you would think will be more like this is the event where basically all, like the, like a huge backlash. Remember how backlash used to be like all rematches from <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania? It maybe they make it more like that, where it's like it's basically like WrestleMania again. Yeah, which if they do, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be okay with that. Um, me, t- me just too. Just removing the Royal Rumble like, from it because like that felt. Or or they keep the Royal Rumble, or they keep the Royal Rumble part of it because that's what they know works, and it's like a backlash but with a big battle royal. You know? Okay. Something like that. I'm just trying to think. Um, now listen. People are going to be mad when I say the following. The following is, I have to go to work. Um, however, <laughs> the good news is, over the weekend, I'm getting together and doing a podcast of some sort. I don't know how it's coming out. I hope he's doing it live on YouTube. I haven't asked him yet. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be live on YouTube with Sam Roberts. Say, what's, what's it called? Oh, you going into the studio? Oh, yeah. I'm driving up to the studio. What's it called again? The Sam Roberts Live Show? I think that's what it is. Sam Roberts now. Sam Roberts now. I think yeah. Well, so so follow along with Sam on on Saturday. Sam and I are going to go break down the whole Greatest Royal Rumble and talk about everything going on in the world. Probably lots of other things as well. Um, everyone enjoy tomorrow. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you want to pop by Legends. Shout out to Yep I Like Wrestling. Yeah, I might go have a couple drinks during the day and watch a little wrestling at noon. What's wrong with that? Nothing um, wrong with that. Ep- no, tomorrow. If I, I swear to you, if I didn't have my show tomorrow, I would be dragging. I might have dragged Greg back to New York to be like, "Yo, we got to spend the whole day watching this this day party." <laughs> I'm here for this. I got to tell you, it's weird. It's not what we expected. It's, the, it's a, the greatest Royal Rumble. It's confusing, but I'm I'm kind of excited about it to have a little day wrestling tomorrow. So everyone enjoy it. Match wise, it came together though for sure. Yeah, it did. It, it it ended up making a little more sense than maybe we expected, or at least we're used to it. But SGG, do me a favor down there in Philly and um, meek free and stay mage. Oh, yeah.